welcome to the bonus episode for today, the week, whatever. <laughs> it's just, a, it's the bonus episode that we know we've kind of got to do, even though it's a Sunday evening that we're recording it and we're going to be putting it out fairly soon afterwards as well. Welcome to the star-studded nomination award show for the Coronation Street Conversation Street Awards 2023. We've got all the stars here, haven't we? Yeah. Oh, no one's turned up. <laughs> Down that was, when, that was when you guys were supposed to shout up. They're all sitting in the corner listening. <laughs> they're, all, they're all very shy about being yeah. here. You know what these subjects are no, like. So but they're all here because they want to know, have they been nominated for a Conversation Street Award 2023? And I'll tell you, they should know because the voting has already been going for the past three days. And usually at this time of year, we like to record the podcast, talk about who's nominated and then open the polls. But we've not been able to do it this week. This year, sorry, because I've had a sore throat and I've not been able to talk. But even though lots of people have already voted, we know there's a lot of people that haven't that are listening. So hopefully this will help you make a decision about who to pick. This is the 12th time, 12th time, Gemma, that we have done the Conversation Street Awards. And I, I will never stop being amazed at how many that is. And also, people. Are, I'm always happy about people being excited about them each year. Yeah, thank you. Because it's something that we think about constantly through the year, and I'm always like putting my nominations like in a little pot, and then I'm going to take them out at the end of the year. And think, oh, who's it going to be? Who's our five going to be? And I think we've got a really good set this year, despite the fact that you know this hasn't been a vintage year for Coronation Street. There's definitely been an awful lot to celebrate, and we want to. Um, we're going to be talking about them today, and maybe helping you decide who to vote for. If you haven't done it already. And if you have already voted, just log in as a different email address no. and vote again. No. They can do no. that. I, I like to see how total our total number of people who vote each year. And if it ever goes down, I just get sad. Yeah, please vote. So do vote. It doesn't take long. You can find the links over on our blog, possibly. Definitely on our, our Twitter page, on our Facebook page, on our YouTube page. Some of you are now listening to this on YouTube and we'll try and put a, a link down below. But yeah, go and do it. And you've got until, oh, I'm going to say about Christmas Eve or so to get your votes in. And then we'll tally them up and we will have a results show at some point around New Year. And I always get a bit nervous because for the last few years we've had a few acceptance speeches from the cast. And I always think, are we going to get any this year? I don't know. I hope so. I don't know. I hope so. I hope so um, as well. Don't forget, if you are a Coronation Street actor, you can campaign for yourself. Yes, do, please do, do. Feel free to ask for people to vote for you. Thank you it already to Todd Boyce and Elle Mulvaney yeah. who have put the word out if about the win. Conversation Street Awards on their uh, uh, Instagrams and silent but deadly Adam Bleece as yeah. well who plays Dirk in the factory has done his bit yeah, for see. Conversation Street Awards and too. And if they win and you don't you can't be bitter about it. Adam Bleece isn't even up for I anything. Know. Although we were talking just the other day about possibly having an award for side characters weren't we? Oh, yeah, we were, we were going to have an award called Beyonce Award and, and Dirk would maybe absolutely be up for a nomination for that no I don't know maybe you have to have at least one line to be nominated for that but not this year we do have one new award this year the Getaway Award and that was one that we've been I was driving home from work about I... three months ago thinking I think we should have an award for the best location shoot because they don't happen very much on Coronation Street. We do love it when they escape the confines of Media City and go out into the wild world and do some filming there. So just to to let Curry bosses know that we like it and maybe to encourage them to do it a little bit more, we've got a fake award for them as well. Yeah. They are fake awards because you don't get actually a trophy for this, but you get the prestige of having one and that's all very good. You put good. on your CV. Um, I'm waiting for a cease and desist to be sent for us to us from Andy Burnham that he's the mayor of Greater Manchester for, for doing these terrible accents. 
No, he loves it. We're bringing the, the North into disrepute and we don't even live there. With <laughs> um, our terrible voices. So we're, where one has come, an old award has gone, hasn't it? We have sadly decided this year to drop the flaming Nora say Award. Are that? Yeah, yeah, well, that's I, a... Okay. No, we have to say it. We, we already had people noticing that we haven't got a Flamin' Norma Award. <laughs> Flamin' Norma? Flamin' Norman Award this year. Flamin' Nora Award this year, which has been a staple of Conversations Through Awards since 2012. And that's when we've um, given a shout-out and an award to our favourite redhead on the street, because it has always been a thing. Coronation Street has had a penchant for those of um, ginger hair. And um, we thought, you know, with all the other silly awards that we do, why not that? But um, this year we have decided to um, retire, retire it. it um, partly because there's really no because competition. It's basically just the Jenny Connor Award, isn't it? Who could ever possibly hope really? to compete with Jenny? So we have... It's, I, I tell you, it's, it's not, we're not, we're not going to have... Um, we're not gonna, I'm not even going to say anyone else win that award, are we? It's going to be Jenny. So we um, are we're bequeathing it to her in perpetuity for her Jenny services our to our favourite flame-haired characters of Coronation yes. Street. She is the ultimate and um, she greatly deserves to keep that award. She's earned it year in, year I out. I think that she's probably, has it been like seven years, eight years on the trot that Jenny has won the award? And um, yeah, so we just thought we'd, we'd freshen it up a bit this year, get out the flame and Nora, get in the Garraway, and, and hopefully people have enjoyed that change. Yeah. I, th- I think, we absolutely I think it's a, love, I think love it's Jenny and we us. love Sal, so we thought that the, that's the best, that's the best thing to do. Um, so I hope that everyone agrees that there is no, there's no beating um, Jenny Connor for that. Exactly, exactly. And it's fun to have a new award category and maybe we'll have you another know, one next year. Well, maybe. We, we have over the years introduced new ones here and there, haven't we? Like the right laugh was definitely not there right from the start and neither was the Our Kid Award. So it's, yeah, we like to shake things up a bit just like they do in the real award shows. So um, what we're going to do today is just run we're through We're hoping each... to get as much controversy and uh, column inches out of us tweaking our categories as other people have had for theirs. Uh, maybe like the Brit Awards I'm just hoping we get a, we don't get a Will Smith incident and one of the Cory actors comes up and punches us in the face for making a dig about their character yes, or their possi- character's really partners. possibly could happen <laughs> um, so what the plan is for today is for us to go through um, each category let you know who the nominees are as if you can't find out yourself and uh, remind you a little bit about what they've been up to this year to hopefully um, make you go oh yeah I think I'll vote for them or maybe re-vote again and vote for someone else so are you ready to get started? I, I feel like I've said a lot, despite... Oh, really? <laughs> yes, really, I'm getting looks. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just making it bad for myself. My voice is going to be gone by the end of this, I know. Um, let, what, what are we starting on? What do you want to talk about You do about so first? well, darling. You do great intro. You are great as a presenter. I always think that. I don't... I'm not completely sure about that, but thanks anyway. Um, what are we talking about? Are we doing the A-Up Award first? You are definitely a partridge type presenter you'd get put your foot in it so much it'd be great <laughs> great telly we'd be brilliant in the more in on like a morning tv show because everyone would love to hate me for, for giving you dirty looks are we gonna take over be, phil and fern are we why not phil right. and fern no who was it phil and holly holly sorry I it's don't a different plant i don't know um right a up award so our best newcomer award Gemma. it's for the i've best said i'm character. gonna let you talk so here is me letting you talk Right now. I can do it. Thank you. So we've got five nominations in each category and the nominees for this are... are <laughs> we, don't need a, we don't need a drum roll for this, especially as people already know what they are. Cassie Plummer. Yes. Mason Radcliffe. That's his surname. 
Sabrina Adetiba, mm-hmm. Shelley Rossington, and Lauren Bolton. Yeah, Lauren, who's not actually a new character for 2023, but she first appeared, I think it was like early November last year, and she was in so few episodes by the time last year's nominations came out, we thought we can't we can't do it. And, and and this has happened in the past before. We've had a we've actually had a few winners of characters who have first made their appearance the previous year because yeah. they've had a whole twelve and a bit yeah. months to get their heels in and, and you know get let us get to know them. But um yeah, I would say look I, I think that it was quite difficult to put this list together for the AOPS this year because there haven't been a whole load of really big name new characters on the street. They're not saying there needs to be but it's been a fairly quiet year for newbies, hasn't okay, it? Okay, without knowing what the future holds for these characters, I can see, not that I would like this to happen, but I could see none of these people being in it in, in the next year, the year after. Yeah, I know. We, and we, that's not to say that I don't think that there's staying power for these characters, because I think any of them, apart from the dead one... <laughs> I don't think Shelley, that Shelley's going to um, be still... I think um, any of them could be a really good Corrie character, but I just think they feel like guest stars rather than... Especially Mason and um, Cassie, because, you know, uh, Claire Sweeney, she's I don't name. know what her intentions are on Corrie. The same way as I feel about... Um, I might have uh, said... What's her? Who plays her mum? Evelyn. Maureen Evelyn, Littman. Maureen Littman. You know. I just... I'm always waiting for Maureen to, to well, go. I'm, I'm, I'm off. I'm like, off stunned that Maureen Lippman has stayed in Coronation Street all this time. When she was cast, I was thinking, well, this is clearly just going to be a guest spot. But here we go, five years later, is it? And she's still here. So we could still be having this with with Cassie. Um, I don't know whether she or or the Coronation Street team have said either way whether they're planning for her to be a long-term investment. But I definitely got a different vibe when she first appeared on The Cobbles than I did for, say, Glenda and Dee Dee last year, which was a huge fanfare and here are some new characters rather than um, Cassie's which is oh look Tyrone's mum's going to be back and she's going to be played by Claire Sweeney I'm honestly a little bit surprised she's still here at the moment but I'm not disappointed by it because I'm enjoying the character again to be clear none of these characters I want to get rid of even you know I've had my criticisms of Lauren but I'm totally prepared for her to turn a corner and become in fact I think that's what's going to happen I think Um, Coronation Street are trying very very hard for for to make the character of Lauren turn the so corner, just, but she came in as she came in actually fairly um, sympathetic, yeah. and I enjoyed her and Max together um, when they were part of the racist gang earlier in the year. Then she bogged off for a few months, but it's since she's come back that I've just found her well, a bit more unlikable. We always do this; we always fall into this trap, and it's my fault. So Cassie Plummer is the like you say mum of Tyrone so big big character big name Claire Sweeney um, she's uh, made a big splash great scenes with Maureen Lippman well her very first well one of the very first scenes when she was in hospital and there was that massive long what eight nine minute or Fantastic was it Fantastic performance really Claire Sweeney good. is very a brilliant actress yeah. and I always I don't recognise her when she's not in a Cassie get up because the, the makeup team it's and the beautiful. costume team have done such a great job of making this absolute stunner of an actress look like a massive druggy scally on the program <laughs> acting um, darling i'm still waiting to ha- find the reason for why she's in the show i think that she's made a big impact well, when she first came in but she's not proven why she needs to be okay here yet. Not, we've got to try and just be positive and brief i know i'm i'm, I'm being positive about her and same brief. with mason i'm enjoying mason right so just to remind everyone mason is the evil bully he's been picking on evil 
Um, Liam and and everyone else. Everybody's selling vapes. Great hair. Running into Eliza with a stolen car. Great job, Mason. We've got Sabrina, who is Gav's sister and also Max's love interest. You've got great hair and she's sarky and we love her. I love her her. blue bits. Um, We've got Shelley, who's sadly no longer with us. He was Paul's sarcastic MND buddy. um, Really pivotal in helping him see that MND... Can, it's for you, know, you and me. Face it with a smile. She really has. She I was think just a really. She fantastic. played a, a really crucial role in the um, summer, and I think that the actress who played her did a, did a, a really good job brilliant. of making that character likable, and she had had all that. Yeah, the comedy. To Energetic. It. Yeah, I think we're allowed to say a little bit of opinions on them. I can say good or bad. I I wouldn't well, have picked them. People aren't shy to disagree if they don't. I wouldn't have picked them <laughs> not to go anybody. on the list. Not that it was me, it was both of us together that picked them. Oh, that's right, if I didn't think they deserved to be on here. Mason, I found as being, you know, he's had some really intimidating moments, like the bit when he was um, pushing Liam, um, was it Liam? Yeah, down onto the floor and filming him and everything was great. He's the sort of person that I think if I'd been at school, I probably would have been scared of. But I was a bit of a, a wet blanket like Liam was as well. I think Sabrina, seriously underused. I think that that actress is really charismatic. I think she's got a great smile. I think that having her as a competitive eater on the side is a really bizarre and interesting and untapped character um uh, trait right. for her um, I, I just think that she, she and the way she came in with being the mysterious Beck as well I was really kind of on the um, on the what's the uh, on the cusp on the curb or whatever do we, do we put Gav in as well and I thought can we have them both Gav has another one that I've really enjoyed but he's had even less than her to do so I, I couldn't I didn't feel it was right. Shelley, absolutely brilliant and gutted when she died so soon. Uh, and Lauren, as, as though I've not enjoyed her character, I think we're not supposed to have enjoyed her. Um, but there's no denying the fact that out of all of these characters, she is certainly the most developed in 2023, which is counting, must count something for her. Mm-hmm. Now, there's nothing wrong with what I said there, is it? No, I wasn't being biased there. I can say no, those fine. things. Do you want to add anything? Okay, well, what's the next award then? Next category is Top Lad for the Best Male Character. We've got Paul Foreman, we've got Stephen Reed, Ryan Connor, Tim Metcalf, and Peter Barlow. It's, um, it's, people always say, is it right to have the villain as the top lad? Because for many years we had Pat Phelan as a top lad nominee. You might have even won it one year, I can't remember. Do you have any um, qualms about putting Stephen down on the Absolutely list? Absolutely not. They make the show sometimes. Yeah. He's been the character that I think has been talked about the most this year. I he would drove, say he drove a, a, a massive storyline. Is this is this is the best protagonist who happens to have a willy, isn't it? This category. So um, we've got Paul, who's done. A, I just think has turned from a rather insipid background character into such a humane, beautiful, funny interesting person for years people have been banging on about how great paul is i've not really seen it but this year with the mnd story i've become a total convert obviously there's there's a, a timer ticking away here but i'm enjoying every time he comes on stream peter ash has done such an amazing job now the thing with the conversation conversation street awards is we're not this isn't best actor or best actress yeah. we are looking for characters here but i found his storyline so compelling to watch and, and it is down to peter ash yeah um, for for many 
reasons. Yeah, so just, he's also been great. It's definitely worth saying that because this is what differentiates this awards from the, the others. Um, even though people, when they vote for best actor or actress, you know that they're voting for of the course. character. We are wearing our heart on our sleeves here. We're not pretending that... Um, we're, we're voting for the for the actors, but we all know the performances are driven by those people and they yeah. deserve the kudos that they get when and if their character wins. So yeah. um, Ryan's been centre stage again, this year as well with the acid attack. that I would have said is incredibly background and underused. We even did a character profile on him before this all kicked off. Will be said that he needed to have a big story mm-hmm. and he definitely thought he could carry it and he really has. No matter what you think about his behaviour, um, with with Daisy, I think he's been incredibly sympathetic and very fascinating. To Just watch. imagine going back in time, say two years, and saying that the two of the biggest characters in yeah. 2023 would be Stephen Reed and Ryan Collie. You'd have never Paul believed well. it, would you? Even Paul. Yeah, no, I suppose so. Now, Tim, um, we've got here. He's a, definitely one of the leading men of Coronation Street. Yeah, very instrumental in taking Stephen down. Yeah. Love, love him year. or hate him, Gemma. He's had a good year. <laughs> Vote for him if you think he deserves the award. I mean, he, like, you know, he fought Stephen. He was the one of the few characters that could actually see through his, his nice Canadian act mm. to see the evil serial killer lurking underneath. So uh, maybe he deserves it for, you know, sitting in a... A car boot overnight. We know he's a popular character. Yeah, he's very popular. As is as is Peter Barlow. Peter Barlow won a legacy character for sure. You know, he he joined the uh, the cast in two thousand. Yes, and he's although he has been part of the show for a lot longer than that. Exactly, Um, and uh, he's had a a big year with us. Killing Stephen and his dramas with Carla. Trading up to a motorbike. Yeah, so, um, and he's he's definitely a massive <coughs> fan favourite. There's lots of people that really, really love Peter, yeah. so... And, and, I, and I do always say I utterly rate Chris Gascoigne as an actor. Really he, fantastic. He is, you know, he... Yeah, I, I don't know much about him as a nice, person. Well, he seems nice. But he seems... Well, he, we met him earlier this year. Exactly. He was very lovely when we met him, didn't we? So, top lad, really difficult pick this year. Who have we got as our top lass nominations, Gemma? We've got Daisy Midgley. We've got Carla Connor. We've got Jenny Connor. Those Connors. Evelyn Plummer and Amy Barlow. Now, this... this Sometimes these are really hard categories and I know that there's going to be people who are saying, why didn't you put so-and-so in? I wish I could vote for X, Y, or Z. It's difficult. We narrow it down. We have a top five every year and um, it was tricky this year, it wasn't was. it? We ha- we, I won't say who didn't make it, yeah. but we did have somebody who was really close to being out. on this list and then we swapped someone in and I think we made the, make the right decision so, for that. So, so if you're thinking, why isn't so-and-so there? It well, could well be that she nearly was. <laughs> so Daisy... Oh, what can't you say about Daisy? She's been in it quite a lot this year. She's been one of, you know, if you're going to pick a main character of Corrie this year, probably might be Daisy. Mm, mm. You know, she was involved in the stalking storyline, then the acid attack, now the affair storyline. She's a major character in the Rovers. Um, there's a lot to like about Daisy. Yeah, I mean, that stalking storyline, it was was fantastic. It's almost like everyone forgot there was even a stalking storyline because so much has happened Mm. to progress that plot since then. Yeah, she's obviously a a really favourite actress, is is Charlotte Jordan. She's got a big, big fan uh, support. Big fan base online. Some of whom haven't enjoyed the direction that they've taken their character, uh, their their favourite character this year. 
But um, there was still definitely a whole horde of Daisy defenders out there. And I even said, like, on, on this recent podcast that we re-recorded earlier today, that I still like Daisy. And even though I can see that what she has done in the last couple of months has not been her finest hour, I know I'm going to forgive her because there's just something about that character that I, I can't hate for too long. <laughs> Carla Connor, you know, the factory owner the, in the heart of the community from that perspective, just both the fact that she's a, a business owner, she was involved in the Stephen storyline, she um, was triggered, her mental health was in jeopardy, she overcame the everyone telling her that she was, you know, having a relapse and she believed in herself and she um, pointed the finger at Stephen, she risked a lot to try to prove herself, um, you know, that she'd overcome her, her demons and she was not making things up when she accused Stephen of drugging her. She was kind of instrumental in yeah. his downfall. Yeah. Um, and she's also in a in a very high-profile relationship with, with Peter, which is uh, going to be interesting to see where that goes. Well, plus there's all the support that she's given Ryan this year. Yes. We've seen the... We had the unveiling of Peter and Carla's flat above the streetcars right. early this, this year, didn't we? New set. Um, because we knew... It, and it has been a very an oft-visited set. But um, we hadn't seen a whole lot of the Ryan and Carla dynamic really before now. I mean, she's basically the, the stand-in Michelle, isn't she? Because Kim Marsh ain't coming back to Coronation Street anytime soon. Um, so she has been very busy. Um, I think she's still likeable in many ways, but she's also got that kind of harshness Well, I like her needed. because she's a woman the... who doesn't care if you like her or not. Which yeah. We need more of those sorts no. of women. Thank do, you. Do we need to explain why Jenny is on here? She's our favourite. Our favourite. Um, she's was... landlady of the Rovers. Well, she, she was. <laughs> yeah, she's that, again, another character who's in the heart of the community. Mm. I'm really chuffed that Jenny's had all this screen time this year. I've been complaining for a few years that she's been sidelined, even though she might have had a high episode count. It's often just been, you know, in the background of the Rovers scenes. But with this selling the Rovers story this year and the Stephen story as well. I mean, well, she was a massive part of the biggest weeks in the show exactly. when Stephen, you know, took her hostage and those were really emotional scenes. She did a fantastic job. I think she's a great character. She's been no way overused, and I think there are some characters this year who people have said we've seen enough of them, and I wouldn't say that's the same about Jenny. Never have But you, you can't have to enough Jenny. Uh, to, you can't have too much Jenny, I mean. And, um, yeah, every, every time she comes on the screen, she's just brilliant. She's funny. She can do the, the, the drama. She can do She's it been all. really supportive for Daisy. Um, I, I love you know, her so much. Really, really love her. She, she is a top biased, character who has can... been very important to this year. And actually, I would also say that Evelyn has been... I'd be interested to see when we have a look at the end of the year about the episode counts, how high Evelyn is up the list. Because it feels like, although she had a bit of a break, Maureen Littman did when she went to tread the boards earlier this year, she's been a fairly constant factor on the street, hasn't she? We had the scenes with Cerberus at the beginning of the year. We that saw was her just fantastic. More on that later. We've seen her blossoming relationship with Roy that's never really gone anywhere, but it's still kind of <laughs> waiting in the wings, I mean, maybe. You, what can you not say about Maureen Lippman? She's a national treasure. She mm. is on Corrie. She plays a character that everyone loves to... I don't know, loves to hate, I'm not even sure. She fulfills a role that Coronation Street really feels like it needs, yeah. you know, the battle uh, axe. Yes. I think she is, um, every scene she's in, even if she doesn't have a line, she, she steals the show. Yeah, the looks, she is everything. Brilliant. She's so, so good. And obviously there's been the whole uh, Cassie story this week, uh, this year that has given 
um, more so of a chance to show off her acting chops. prowess. Well done. And we've got Amy. I mean, she is a star in the making, isn't she? She's a Barlow. She's a legacy character again. She's had so much thrown at her. I think that um, there's been sensitivity and maturity shown here by this actress to um, do a great range of um of different she's a fun character she, she, but with the rape story she absolutely held her own when she had to do the dramatic stuff as well um and we've seen amy kind of she, we've seen her grow up over the years and, and she's finally you know in the adult stage now she's getting adult stories and um i have enjoyed seeing her transformation yeah. into her this vigilante kind yeah. of side of her so, which is getting that that oomph that spark that tracy had and 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 deirdre and blanche before her I'm really proud of how well she's done and I think Coronation Street should pat itself on the back for how well it's handling the transitional period that so many of its young stars are going through, turning from children to teens to adults. Yes. And um, her, um, Amy Barlow, is a really great example. You know, I'd say Asher is, an, is another great one. Who, yeah. She hasn't had a big year, so she's not in this category. But, but if we compare Amy to Summer last year, when we were getting a bit of sick of Summer and overuse of Summer... Okay, and uh, be but positive. I, I know, but a- Amy, on the <laughs> other hand... As soon as you say Summer, I say, I'm trying to be positive. <laughs> Don't bring up Summer. Harriet Bibby is so joyful and, I wish and, they could and positive that and, and lovely summer. from what we've been told and briefly seen of her in real life. But the character just doesn't work so well. But Amy is still... Just she she's exactly what I want from from that character. The light and the she's dark. Fine. She's sensible. She's switched on. She's intelligent. Yeah, she's I think the intelligence intelligent. really counts for. She a lot. knows what she wants, and I think she is a a wonderful young woman, and I think she definitely deserves to be nominated in this category. Me too. What's next? The Garraway Award for the Garraway Award. Garraway. Garraway. It's not our time for that one already, is it? It is. So we've got the the location shoots. Um, there were quite a few. There were and there were a few. The thing is about this, what Never we try as many to do, as you'd like. what we try to do is to keep one <coughs> location shoot for each story because yeah, that's why we haven't just filled it with Stephen Reed goes off well, on a jolly somewhere. Weirdly, there's a lot for um, Paul as well. Mm. Yeah, really, Stephen and Paul have been allowed to um, they've been allowed out the allowed off the leash yeah. quite a few times this year. But it's because they knew be... that they were going to they're going to die, so they're allowed out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It doesn't matter if anything. We, we could have very easily filled this up with Stephen scenes, but we restrained ourselves and restricted it to one which is the uh, the drowning scene of Stephen Stephen drowns oh, Rufus, Rufus in the pool yeah, yeah. in the pool in the pool <laughs> Gemma... who do you want Stephen to kill next vote now <laughs> Gemma and Chesney's wedding Paul and Billy skinny dip in the lake Justin's trial and Amy in the club. So we had a, yeah, a couple of watery moments in oh, this year's uh, in this year's uh, Garraway Award, and and we've it spoken really so many times about that swimming pool scene, how much we've enjoyed it. I, it. How do you pick which which watery moment, and indeed location shoot for for Stephen's story? But really, this was a pivotal moment, I think, mm. for Stephen's story. It was dramatic. It was um, it was a bit cheesy, a bit corny, but it <laughs> was you know the music, the the the, sh- the, the monologue the, over the top, yeah, the montage of the characters moving. I think honestly, this was Pete Corey. Yeah, um, I mean, if it, if it wasn't going to be this, I would say it was the scene where he tried to um, sink Teddy's roof box in the canal and was throwing stones at him. That would have been my second choice, yeah. but the, the pools won it out for me. Gemma and Chesney's wedding was really fantastic. It was great. I, it was the first time in but, a while. Yeah, first time in many many years that Corey couple have got married in a church and that that was really important you for know, me yeah the um the, the dress the dress was designed fabulous. by licorice black 
I don't know that we're including the stuff that happened with Paul and the confession, but it was, you know, part and parcel of the of the Gemma's wedding, Gemma and Chesney, because she did get married <laughs> yeah, to somebody. There was somebody else involved. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the costumes, the... Um, the, the 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 going up the aisle, having all the kids. It there. was just really nice and, t- was, and traditional, but mm. in a non-traditional way. Cause she wore her orange dress. It was like a symbol of hope and renewal and Conversation I, Street podcast. Exactly, it's the color of our show. I like the way that she made her wedding her own. She didn't stick to tradition completely because you know it was in a, it was a church wedding. There's, <laughs> there's a danger of making it feel a bit a bit too. Mm, I'm going to say traditional again. For for this un, quite untraditional couple, mm. um, I enjoyed it. It, it was a Same. nod also to, you know, the real, um, the actress behind the, the wedding dress. I enjoyed the fact that there was a symbol, a secret kind of, if you knew where the dress came from, there's a secret kind of code there. Yeah. That's, you also had, inclusive, during the wedding, Paul being ready to reveal his MND diagnosis. Well, we and all knew the drama that there that was some kind of tragedy well. just waiting in the wings, mm. which is always the way for a Corrie wedding. We could have actually nominated Paul and Billy's secret wedding in the church for this as well, but we didn't want to have two church yeah, that's the thing. votes because that was lovely. Yeah. And even Shelley's funeral with the, the moment yeah. when the lights they come in through the, the window, really the, well the church was well year. used this year, but Gemma's wedding was our pick. But we did get Paul and Billy yeah, um, for, Paul and for Billy, the skinny dip. We had the skinny dip because I don't know that there's been another scene like this in Corrie history, even with a straight couple. Um, it wasn't sexual, but it definitely had that connotation. I, I thought it was beautiful to see a tender scene, um, a romantic scene between two gay men on, on Coronation Street. I think that was incredibly significant. It was... It was um, it was just beautiful. Even and, the bit with them talking, sitting on the jetty beforehand. Yeah, really it was, personal mm. and it felt intimate in, and it didn't. It didn't. Feel, you didn't feel intrusive. It, it no, it didn't feel kind beautiful. of smutty in any way. Well, it wasn't or, provocative. No, or like I say, sexual. It was just, and it, it's nice because I think sometimes to people can can be too provocative sometimes with with gay relationships to sort of challenge people and sort of provoke them Mm. um this just felt like just a romantic scene between two people that love each other and it didn't matter and some really lovely camera work as well some lovely drone shots and it was just Mm. nice to see them enjoying each other's company which is a a great thing that coronation street uh should focus on more with you know with couples Mm. Mm. it's just nice yeah um Justin's trial, good court scenes. We yeah, love going those. up to Bolton Town Hall That's to get right. that one filmed. Um, um, evil Justin. Yeah, uh, getting taken down. Yeah, that was great. We like a bit of justice, don't we, on Coronation Street? Yeah, He's such a great villain. Um, and it kicked off so much drama. And so still, that's like, when he gets when he's getting leading off saying, oh, Daisy, I still love you. I'll do yeah. your wait for me, Daisy. Um, and we've also got Amy in the club. Um, that most was a recent entry. Most interesting, yeah, most recent one. And it kind of reminded me of, I mean, people have said this, uh, a promising young woman. There's a lot of kind of, it feels like a lot of cinematic influences in this to kind of make it a dramatic... Um, the lighting was great too, you know, all the different... Uh, yeah, and it was a use... There was use of um, like music there that didn't feel intrusive to me. It felt like it, it fitted in and, and the and the blurry camera angles when they were going from... To show the, the yeah. progressing of time. There was even that toilet scene where she was trying to convince the woman to 
back off this guy because he's an evil an evil spiker. Uh, I, I, I really enjoyed that and I, I didn't see it coming so for that reason as well it was yeah, a Yeah, it was, it was a nice completely out of the blue. We had no idea and engaging scene. that Amy had been up to this um, all, all along so that was quite a nice revelation and um, yeah. in a location shoot so which one are you going to pick because I think this is really difficult I don't I don't know what I would pick I don't I, I haven't had to think about it because we always vote for ours after the voting closes yeah, we, don't and we, we so don't we still got we still got a month to, to come a week sorry to come up with our, our own votes we don't yeah. look at what the voting's doing we don't follow we don't look at the the results as no. they're coming in we it's don't look at the results until we vote because that would be cheating until after we voted yeah, sorry. Yeah, we vote. We vote without looking. Otherwise, I think that would be quite unfair because we could. Well, our, our sway. votes. No, yeah, because our votes are each worth one sixth of the overall vote, aren't they? Yeah, we, it's we not get a massive slightly bigger pool. No, but but it's yeah. enough. You know, we're the um, we are the hosts. We're the hosts. We do everything else. Um, <laughs> what's next? Wrong an award for best <sighs> villain. Wrong an. Okay. We've got Damon Hay. We've got Justin Rutherford. You've got Stephen Reed. We've got Mason Radcliffe and we've got Aaron Sanford. Interesting that we ended up picking Aaron in the end because he was a villain, but he was, there was definitely a, 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 a case of, well, he He's didn't a... start the year as one, but he was turned into a villain and the whole one of the whole points of the story was that anybody could be. Well, it's, you know, it's a bad, it's, it's the question of does a bad deed make you a bad <coughs> person? Is it a one-off? Is he, you know, is he a rapist or is he a man who committed rape? Yeah. It, is a conversation that I think never really came to any real conclusion or consensus amongst the the viewers. Lots of people were challenged in their beliefs by sure. this storyline. I think it was really important. It was really brave as well for the actor to take on. Yeah, James. James is a really lovely guy, um, and we, we met him a couple a of times. Didn't we? And it was a a risky move for him to yeah. to take this role on. It's in, but it, I think it was a great it was a, a great message. Um, and it, it sparked conversation about consent. I don't think that it's. I mean, can you say that it's changed? It's changed people's minds on mass in the same way as, say, for example, Haley's storyline did. No, not, not yet. sure. But if it's but made a few people, it really think did twice, make people then think. Done a, so done I a think good job. he's a great and the, villain. The, and from the, that the fact that he didn't ever admit what he'd done was rape. A lot of people didn't like that. He went off and he kind of got away with it and inverted commas. A lot of people didn't like that as well. So that's an interesting... Uh, I think that... But I feel like that's more true to life than having a happily ever after justice mm. was served story because I feel like that sends a, a harsher message, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, we've already spoken about Stephen Reed, but he, he, he did a couple of murders. He did lots of... Um, doping up and drugging people. He was very conniving. Almost bumped off a lane, but didn't quite manage it. But we, think, we don't need to tell you. Know, you he how... was a magnificent Corey villain in the tradition of um, bumblers like John State, but also the evil doers like... Evil businessmen like evil... Frank Foster yeah, exactly. and Tony Gordon. Yeah. We've spoken about Mason already, who's a bit of a chip off the old Agent Critchley sort of block as a as a nasty teen. Yeah. Um, a little bit older than he should be. We've had Damon Hay, who I kind of went into this year thinking he was a he was staying. Um, but so he's the... he's J- Jacob's dad and the one that Sarah ended up um, copping off with and having that affair. Which that particular story we haven't done much with with the awards. So this is the this is the nod of the hat to the the, the doffing of the cap or whatever to that particular story, um, which seems like so long ago now. But he was definitely a wrong one, wasn't he? And, yeah, definitely. Um, how did he end up going in the end? 
I don't even remember what happened to him. Did I know he got some drugs planted on him by by Nick? Did, I can't even remember. But he was definitely um, good at just being a um, a, a grinning. Well, he nasty, tried, I'm no, going to sit on. in my office chair with my hang feet on. up here he kind of guy. He tried to go straight, didn't he? But he got pulled back in to the, yeah. to the, the world of, of um, the, the criminal because Nick told someone else that he was... Nick dobbed him into somebody, didn't he? Yeah. And then he had to run away and do a moon, moonlight flit. I think so. I don't know. Then we've got Justin. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. <laughs> Just, Justin Rutherford. If you um, <laughs> if you like his, I mean, he was creepy. Uh, this the Andrew actor, Still was brilliant creepy, at giving those creepy cold, looks. Just detached from reality. Mm. It, it's, it's scary because almost anybody who's got an internet presence, who's a woman, can imagine this happening. If not, has had it happen to them. A creepy man, you know, involving themselves in in your life and taking that to a strange scary intensity i think he was a great great villain being able to play somebody like who who daniel and daisy was saying i'm not interested don't you can stay away but he would still keep saying oh daisy yeah i don't mean it i'm gonna i'm gonna stay with you daisy yeah he was brilliant at playing delusional Mm -hmm. and that scene where he lets himself in around the back of number one as well that appears in the lounge great Great, great stuff. Really scary. So some good villains there to choose from this year. Yeah. Um, next up, we have got the Our Kid Award, which, as we always say, we know that doesn't mean child in, in Manchester slang, but we don't care. Um, and we have got five kiddie <laughs> actors here that um, are up for the award. Hope Stape, Sam Blakeman, Dylan Wilson, Liam Connor, and Joseph Brown. And at last, 2023 has been the year where Dylan has finally come to the forefront after being on the show for, what, two years now? Um, but not having anything to do, he's finally been given the chance to to, to have his storyline of his own with the bullying one um, this autumn. And the same with Liam as well. He's been very much in the background, but unlike Dylan, Liam's just always been there. And that's um, it's, it, now, now that the likes of Asher and Summer and Ardy, yeah, now that they're not the teen characters anymore, yeah. they've been upgraded to adult status. This is where we're looking for our next batch. This feels like there's a big age gap here between this cohort and the last mm. lot. So these characters are much younger than, you know, we'd normally have one or two teens here you know, older teens who are about to age out of the category, but none of these people are really, I think, in danger no. of, of ageing out in the next year or so. So Hope, I mean, what can you say about Hope? She is just a great... She's like Corey's answer to Wednesday, Adam. She's sarcastic. She's dark. She's a, an arsonist. She's got a nose piercing. She's got a nose piercing. <laughs> she vapes. So cool. We've got uh, Sam. She, she, I, 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 I don't think she has been as evil this year as before. She hasn't been used. She's certainly much. got the the you know there was the bit where she tried to make out that um, Cerberus was it Cerberus bit her I think or was it David? Well, she I got, got slapped. No, oh, yeah, she did get slapped by Beth. Oh, it was Peanut, wasn't it? She tried to make out that Peanut bit her by spiking herself with um, the dearly departed Vin Diesel the Weasels about teeth, who um, I think he should have got a uh, 
a Terrar nomination at least because he's Where he's not he coming gone? out. He's in a skip, isn't he? Oh, he's in he's not coming back. So Hope's always, you know, can rely on her for some great stuff. Same with Sam. I mean, Jude Riordan is still absolute very treasure cute, very, on Coronation Street. Very well regarded. He's, he's, he's been held at gunpoint in the bistro this year. He's found love with Hope. Um, he has been slightly involved but not so much with the plat drama and Stephen um, he's sat at a good few bus stops we all love Sam um, and you definitely wouldn't be um, you know be, I would understand why you might want to vote for him because he's awesome yeah Dylan like we said he's been finally given something to do because I think he's um, he's been squandered somewhat yeah. um, obviously it's Sean's son so that's an interesting yeah he has given character. he's been able to enable Sean to have some really decent dramatic scenes yeah, this year which a... lots of people have said well Sean's what's the point of him he's just there to flick his head behind the bar of the Rovers but actually having Dylan has finally given us a little bit more character yeah. development for him this year um, um, Liam who's uh, so sad when he was being picked on yeah his little, little rat face scenes with his um, in, in the dark with his, with his phone, phone. Watching all the... Oh, that was so Meanwhile, in the next room along, Maria and Gary are saying, good job, Liam's fine now. Thank God we're great parents. <laughs> so that on. story we're still waiting to um, pick up again. Yeah. And then Joseph, I suppose most recently we've seen him. Yes, he was around for the wedding stuff, but um, recently we've seen him being a bit sick and getting poisoned by his mum. And... Um, who, Where's who, that going? Who can fail to have he's, a little heart broken every time? Uh, a very cute uh, He really does, yeah. he really does. Right, so now we've got the the Right Laugh Award for hey, the right funniest character, and we've got some great mostly women. Here. Yeah, it's true. We've got one male character, so if you want to vote on the side of um, <coughs> what you got in your pants, and you're a man and you want to support male comedy, because I know it is hard for men for people to find them funny. It's Men aren't really funny, are they? They're not, they're not known for it, no. No. So <laughs> if you want to vote on that, you can vote for Dev, who I love. He's so funny. He's so corny. He's so cheesy. I When it, when he's being silly and fun, he's just so watchable, you know, and the same for when he's being dramatic. With all of our nominees for this category this year, I can't think at the moment, off the top of my for head, of any particular... Scene, yeah. Do you remember the scene when such and such happened with him? Like his particularly heady kiwis from uh, last year or the year yeah. before. But just... On the whole, he has In been... general, brightens up these scenes. Yeah, yeah. He, he really does. That's the same for, like you say, for all of these. Bernie Winter's the same. She is just really... I think what I can think, uh, you know... No, was it was it her that was talking? Yeah, the Halloween costumes. That was quite fun. But just injecting a bit of lightheartedness into yeah. into things and not taking themselves too seriously. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, Evelyn as well. Same with the put downs, the um, the Saki remarks, the the looks. Yeah, she's been brilliant the through the whole of the the Cassie storyline, and and uh, and now with the the puppy stuff as well. We've had Debbie. I, I, I wish that I could. I wish I'd prepared a bit more and could say, remember when she said this this year. But we have seen a bit of a renaissance for day uh, for for Debbie with the whole um, Ronnie and Ed building saga this year. And um, she's always there with a Saki remark. And then Glenda, who I think is very funny. She's got, always got a saucy little look. 
um, in scenes, uh, again, underused a little bit. But I think the thing about these is that you'll know which one you want to vote for. I feel you like know it's a gut feeling, like. isn't it? This one is a gut feeling. I think she's really funny. Gl- Glenda, really funny. Glenda had a little big shot story, but um, I think people also enjoyed her with the Rovers closing down story and um, and Philip <sighs> Newton perving over her. Yeah, and she's uh, just great. I mean, yeah. all of these characters are... I would hate to lose a single one of them. I think they're all winners. They're very, very important. At a time when Coronation Street can sometimes feel a bit too dark and depressing, it's characters like this that help um, add a bit of levity to the proceedings. So what's next? Hello, love. Hello, love. We're doing the hello, love award Oh, Andy Burnham's coming to get us. Don't worry about it. We've been doing this 12 years. The joke is we're bad at the accents. Not that we're making fun (laughs) of the accents. I hate that that's... Obvious. You can do us if you like. Yeah, please do us. Sort of I would love that. Rasps and I all. would absolutely adore that. Okay, this so. is where we vote for the best new couple of each year, and every year that starts, I think I really hope there's going to be at least five new couples this year, so that we can fill out a whole category worth. And there was, exactly, even if some yeah. of them didn't last very long. Yeah, do you get an extra bonus vote if you last to the end of the year? In fact, looking at any of these, um, well, there's a couple Gigi that are still Joel together. Are still at burning least. strong. Aren't oh they? yeah. So that's the first one, Dee Dee and Joel. We've got Joel Ho- Deering, just in case anyone was wondering what his surname Ooh, is. Oh, Dee Dee Deering. Dee Dee Deering. Oh, that's not going to work, Imagine using it? the same three letters three times over in your name. Triple D. Before you get to something else. No, D-D-D-E-E-D-E-E-D-E-E-R-N-G. Can you imagine spelling that on the phone to somebody? D-E-E-D-E-E-D-E-E-R-N-G. That's a great name. If your name's a poem... Now, come on, that's pretty cool. She could make like a lawyer's advert. And she said, yeah. If you need top legal advice, give Dee Dee Deering a ring. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Sadly, we don't really do that. We've got nothing else to say about these Not two really. as a couple. I hope but you they are together. Don't forget the bread sauce, Joel, Christmas Day. <laughs> hope Stape and Sam Blakeman. <laughs> Is it... I know. Is it wrong to have a kiddie couple? I think this is our youngest ever entrance it's for the uh, our Hello uh, Love Awards. They are very sweet together. Sadly, they don't get a much screen time because Jude Jordan and Bella Flanagan do need to go to school. I mean, probably... but they have shared a few sweet strawberry milkshakes together. It's true. The same age as Romeo and Juliet. They were fairly young, weren't they? I don't know whether they were that young. Oh, I don't but know. Um, they have certainly got great chemistry together, and I love I it any time these two come on screen. I literally have no idea how old children are. I've got no reference point. I know you don't understand children, do you? I don't understand children's ages. Well, the hot and steamy relationship, they are not. But Ardy and Courtney certainly were, or at least if you believe the current publicity that went well, I mean, on this even summer. The picture's quite sexy, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Is she gone for good? Oh, poor Ardy. I'm, I don't know. I really don't know. Did you enjoy that story? <laughs> it doesn't matter about whether you enjoyed the story no, or not. No, for it. Yes, it does. This is, did you enjoy seeing Ardy and Courtney as a couple... Could they have, you know, lasted it out for well, a little bit longer? Then. Why? It's well, the it's to do with couple. It's the couple. It's not the story, though. Did they look good together? I don't know how you're Were they well suited? Did they um, set your heart ablaze every time they appeared on screen? Um, I mean, it was certainly the idea of the story was that they are not well suited. But I suppose if you enjoyed seeing them together, that doesn't matter. Vote for him if you like him. I don't get what you're saying. I don't know what I'm saying either. Max and Sabrina. Ah. Cuties, aren't they? Yes. Um, not not had a whole lot of development, sadly, for these two. So I think if you're voting for them, you're maybe voting for the potential of them together or maybe just voting in a, I don't think that Max and Lauren should get together. <laughs> this is an well, anti-Lauren vote, then go for it. Yeah. I actually do think that they make a nice couple together. Um, 
I feel that of, there is some chemistry lots there. Lots of elephants in the room, but we won't go down that route, will we? Yes. Jenny and Stephen, more elephants. They they were they were they burned so brightly for a short exactly. time this year. We saw them coming back like from fireworks. holiday together and cuddling up on the sofa. They actually, you know, they didn't have the whole I'm a serial killer thing. I actually think that they could have they could have gone on well, but sadly it wasn't to be. And um and we're now left with Jenny just trying to hack into his laptop because he's not around to ask for the password anymore. But I think that they Oh had... imagine if his password was I love Jenny. Oh my gosh, oh. yes. Oh, it's, it's possible because, you know, it is true love. So which one of those five couples do you think has the best chance of sticking the course or at least going down as um, a Corrie classic couple? Or the closest that we get to it anyway for this year. Put your vote in the right box. Well, from love to war, because now we have the Ecky Thump Award for the best scuffle. Oh, yes. And we've got some... Th- there were quite a few slaps and punches and... And, you know, not like so many all out brawls shoves. this year since the pub- since the publication of the nominations. We have had the closest thing that Corey has had to a fight this year in Daniel and Ryan's fisticuffs on the cobbles. But uh, that's going to have to be saved for next year's um, Eki Thump nominees unless something else comes to top it. But we've got we've got some some shoving and pick, some slaps and some punches, haven't we? We tried to pick things that progressed the story or had a deeper meaning or just good There's still things visually. that were fun to watch online. Yeah, yeah, you can, you exactly. can watch all of these. They're all on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I w- we were close to putting Spider getting whacked on the head with a crowbar as uh, one of the nominees, but we then <laughs> we thought that people might just pick it for a laugh because it was kind of funny. Um, but who have well, we got, Gemma? we didn't put in Stephen's Murders because that's not the category for the best murder. <coughs> no, that's, that's just taking it too far, isn't it? Yeah, scuffle so, is just where somebody maybe got a bit hurt. We've got David's scuffle with, with Griff. Yeah, so um, early on in the year, Griff was not in uh, David's best books and he came round the house and, uh, yeah, just uh, had a bit of a, of a fight and then ended up on the going over the sofa with him. So they, they <laughs> definitely got a bit up close and personal there. I think everybody um, was uh, would have uh, would be cheering David on for taking yeah. Griff on back at that time in the year when he was... Grooming his son away. We've got Daniel attacks Justin. So this was Daniel taking uh, his girlfriend's stalker to task. Yeah, this was um, around the side of the Rovers on a, on a dark night. I can't remember exactly what point in the story this came. It might have even been after he um, made his way into the back of number one like we were talking about earlier. But Justin's relentless pursual, pursuit of Daisy, despite being told, I'm not interested, love. Um, ended up in him getting a bop on the nose from Daniel, and uh, and I think lots of people were cheering him on during that scene. Bernie and Linda's wedding cake fight. This was at um, uh, Gemma and Chesney's wedding. Yeah, yeah. And Lin- Bernie and Linda. Linda, Linda being uh, Joseph's grandma, had certainly made her presence felt in the uh, weeks running up to the wedding, and basically trying to take over it a little bit and fund it. Trying to yeah get use How her money to curry favour. Yeah. Awful. Um, so th- this was you know this was a fight. There was cake thrown in either direction and here, and it's a bit of a yeah a bit, bit more original than just using your stick. using your fists to fight mm-hmm. but there was some fights fighting in our uh, some fist action in our nest one wasn't there <laughs> bit of fisting going on in this one <laughs> this was uh, this was chesney or should we say chester punching henry at the chariot square hotel when he finds him um attempting to woo Gemma with a business meeting 
Oh, so, um, any Gemma's be wooed by a business meeting in a hotel, I'll tell you that. Yeah, when we had just uh, Henry come back this year, obviously we were thrilled because he was one of our favourite characters of the uh, last ten years. But um, we were very much wondering, is he going to try and take Gemma away from the uh, Chesney, despite the fact that they're newly married? And He, he, he had a go. He, he had a go, but when this punch went on, um, he wasn't propositioning her at this point. He was just trying to spend some time with her. And then Chesney comes along, realises what's going on Henry calls him Chester which was very hilarious and um, and Chesney bops him on the nose and that's not the first time that um, Henry's been laid out by Chesney as well there was a bit of a bit of a scrap to do with between them the last time he was in it I honestly I think that Henry's holding back do you reckon yeah I think if he had a go he'd he'd lay him out I reckon I'm he does, not convinced I reckon he did some kind of um Public schoolboy like oh fight yeah they club. do teach them things like that they don't do don't they they're like pu- pugil- pugiling yeah yeah, yeah I bet they maybe do. maybe but if he had a white glove he'd slap I did enjoy the behind the scenes picture that came out from the scene of them all cuddling on the crash mat afterwards Aww. as well uh, George Dolly Henry. and Sam yeah and then we had the the only entry for Stephen's storyline was Steve strangling Tim in the taxi because mm. he didn't quite manage to to um knock him out here but this is the famous volume wall scene earlier this year this was fantastic well you know i don't know apart from the effects i don't want to um bias but you know he he strangled him and then there was a bit of action and a bit of fights where people think through a strategy are more interesting lots of the you know lots of fights are just a slap or a punch but you know we had steven like lulling Tim into a full sense of security and then lunging forward with his tie. Again, fantastic well, it was well, it, it was. For, for Stephen, it was perfect. Yeah. He's been wearing that tie all along and and he had the tie pin clue with the uh, with the Rufus murder. So I think whoever came up with the idea of the tie strangulation was spot on for Stephen there. But it was it was funny because Stephen, uh, Tim was driving him along and, and it wasn't going the way that he thought he would. And... Uh, He's like, why, why, Tim, why are you going to whatever road it was? It's because it's the place of the police station. And then he like, <laughs> and as he says police station, him. that's when he grabs and him then, and swerves around. And Tim like messes with the car and uh, the, the seat and traps him. Oh yes, he did, didn't he? And then escapes. There, there were a few confrontations Good. between Stephen and Tim that we could have gone yeah, for there here. Were. Like the, 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 he piped him over the head, didn't he, when he was he in piped that? Piped him over the head. <laughs> when he was in that side road, and then there was also the scene in the Red Bank flat where Stephen yeah. ended up getting um, his head knocked I on the, on the one, swirly stairs. Because it was the epitome of cheesy Stephen with his yeah. Yeah. his sinister soapy lunging forwards on a on a word in a sentence yeah. to add emphasis. Like you need to strangle someone to emphasise your point. Police station, get him. I yeah, and and that was also, a fun moment. You know, moment. Tim was pretty smart. I've always I'm always bragging <coughs> on Tim for being for Dumbo, but he did actually use a strat- and it, you know the sad the sad fact of the matter is as a as a um, taxi driver he probably would have a strategy for what to do if somebody gets behind him and tries to strangle him. I well, think aren't that you, would be an taxi drivers not supposed to put seatbelts on They're just in case they get strangled legally by legally to, yeah, I think. Yeah, but That's the rule. I don't know if that's still the case. You don't expect someone to get you with a tie, do you? No. There's no rule about that. No. You're allowed to not let people into your taxi if they're wearing a tie just in case. They will. That'll be the law now. 
When you get in my taxi, put on a mask and take off your tie. <laughs> so some very nice scuffles there <laughs> oh to dear. choose from. Okay, right. Next one is the Tara Award for the best exit. We had some good ones this year. Who did we say goodbye to this year? Yeah, yeah. Well, some of these are definitely Stephen-induced, aren't they? We've got Rufus and Teddy and Stephen himself. So So if you like the Stephen story, you get a spoiled choice here. So Rufus being drowned in the swimming pool. We've got Cerberus having to be put down in the vats with Evelyn uh, cuddling cuddling him as he went. Teddy being buffed on the head with with a hole punch. Stephen being bopped with a... With a, Popped with a car. With a car by Peter. And we had Spider, who... Sad, sad that Spider a, went. A sad adieu to his love of his life. To only a year back leaving on the Leaving that ungrateful bitch with a spider brooch I've never seen her wear. <laughs> I was expecting her to bust that out for Halloween, but no. So I think with Spider's exit, we can also include all of the hostage drama. Think of that what you will. But um, it was certainly memorable for this year, wasn't it? Yeah, so... <laughs> they, ha- they also had some really touching... Chats before he left. It wasn't just off. I'm I'm going. Bye. But no, we was, we remembered yeah. that these characters do have a history together, stretching back 25 years, and they did they did go into that ever so slightly before Honestly, he went back off on that tram. Almost, you know, this category is a really well represented character a category. There's some great scenes here there's there, there are moving ones there are tragic ones yeah um, and, and then there's just being hit over the head with the whole punch <laughs> which you know the, the teddy death i'm also going to include all the roof box shenanigans in there yeah. including getting him into the box having the, the the residents help put the box on the top of audrey's car audrey going halfway to the lake district with him and then of course the iconic scene of Stephen trying to get the box to sink after he put it in the canal Speaking of sinking, the Rufus death, we've talked about that one already. Boom, 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 boom. <coughs> oh, my voice is going. My voice that. is going. Oh, it's mostly horrible to That's have right. a coughing podcast. Okay, well, you, you talk, you talk. So I wonder whether they use the same soundtrack in Canada because if you didn't get that song, you missed out because that really added to the atmosphere. I thought this was one of Corey's best murders. Yeah, I, I, I think it's... For, for, I, 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 don't, I think it's going to go down in Corrie history. The, the, as the number of murders ramps up, I think they get forgotten about more easily, but it definitely made an impact one. on me this year. What, what else did we have? We had Stephen being run over by the car. Oh, speaking of impact. That, that kind of... Came ties, out of nowhere. Yeah, but it also ties back to all the stuff that preceded it with uh, everyone confronting him in front of the Rovers and Audrey finding out. Well, even all out. the scuffles that went on inside the Rovers. Yeah. There's just that kind of final five minutes of the of the Britain's... Not the Britain's Got Talent Week, the, um, the Super Soap Week. Um, and Stephen, yeah, dead on the cobbles. Audrey crying Southern, over him. Good old Audrey. Yeah. Um, Cerberus, now, this was absolutely tragic, I think. Honestly, was this one of the saddest exits we've had in Corrie since Sinead died? We were talking about the nominee for this and we threw up Cerberus as a possibility and that we can't we can't have a pet on the terror it's got to be humans and it's like oh, but why? I said we've got to have Cerberus I, th- I think that this this particular moment really really affected the nation as they watched that uh, the, him slowly go into the the great big field in the sky Aww. back in back this spring I know that lots of people find it disturbing how much more human beings empathize with pets or animals than we do sometimes with other humans. But the thing is about pets is they're, bl- they're a blank slate, aren't they? You don't know what they think. They could all be secret fascists. Cerberus or, didn't know what was going like, on. Or um, like evil... Uh, 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 pff, you, 
they're, they're into eugenics. We don't know. They can't tell <laughs> us. So we just project all the good feelings that we, we have on onto them and assume that they are of, of sound moral character. Yeah. And, you know, who doesn't love a lovely royal dog? And the fact that there's Maureen Lippman in this scene, you know, one Seeing, of the top thesps of Corrie. Well, not just a great performer, but also a character that elicits sympathy when she emotes in a way that is... Um, you know, breaking through let, that hard shell. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't show her emotions very yeah. often. So for us to see this, it made it all the more effective. I, I thought this was a, you know, a, a probably one of the... I, I think it was even sadder than the, than the Schmeichel. I'd have to watch them both to compare, but... This um, really affected a lot of it people. Was, it was it a was really powerful moving. moment early this year. It, it really, was really, really was. But, but it has got some very stiff competition and a load of other stiffs involved in the competition. <laughs> I think that's all of them we've spoken about now. So pick your favourite of those. That's a tough category. It there. really is. So the Bayek Award is our Bayek. next category. Best shock twist. Now... Coronation Street shoots themselves in the foot here and I know that this means a lot to them to get an award here in this category so they must be kicking themselves but this only goes to storylines that haven't been spoiled in advance. Yeah, as far as I know. um, Yeah, purposely. If things leak in the press then we can still count them as a Bayek but we're we're really into um, an era of Coronation Street now where Nothing sacred. Very much, pretty much everything, if it's a big twist, is going to be revealed beforehand. And we've managed to pull out a few here that that weren't in the press before, but um, they're they're certainly not as big as some of the twists were, um, you know, going back five years or so when Kate Oates was at the helm. I really think that this is a category that if Corrie focused on this it would be to the overall benefit of the show. But that's just my opinion. There are so many things that happened this year that could have been... Surprise. Surprises. Surprises. But instead they want to say, look, everybody, this is going to happen. And I can see why. And it, again, it's the it's the difference between marketing and storylining where the marketing doesn't matter. It doesn't care. It doesn't matter to them if they spoil a story because they want to get eyes on the show. And, mm. and at the end of the day, really, that's what this is for. It's to sell advertising space for, for ITV and let's not kid ourselves. Yeah. But if you do enough surprises throughout the year, that's what really gets people coming back. Mm. The people that drop off are the ones you want to keep. That's what you got. To, I think Coronation Street needs to focus on retention rather than gaining a new audience and yes. keeping surprises in the show That's a big is a major it. aspect. So we like to encourage this as much as we can by doing this Bayek Award. And we've it's a got... bit like how we encourage the location shoots yeah, with our exactly. it's, it's It's benevolently steering towards a goal that we can both benefit from. Uh, and speaking of benevolently steering, uh, Peter Barlow here knocking down Stephen Reed in his car, doing Peter it for the killing, good of the community. Peter killing Stephen, that that came out of nowhere because, you know, lots of people were thinking it would be it would be Tim or maybe, you know, there might be a struggle with Jenny, I guess, when you saw him holding her or hostage. Or would he get away? There was no yeah. guarantees that was he, he was going die? away in, you know, yeah. in a box, Could have in lived. a body bag. Would have week. been better, arguably, but... This was an interesting storyline that's, uh, <coughs> uh, tr- you know, kind of on pause at the moment. But the fact that Peter's killed Stephen is... It's still lingering with yes. him. Shelley's sudden death. Now, we weren't expecting it. We knew that, obviously, you're not stupid. We knew that, that she had a terminal illness. But she was just so much fun. And 
we knew that she didn't have as much long left probably as Paul did, but we weren't expecting her to die when she did. And it no, was, and, and the, it came out of nowhere. Well, in they, the week she preceding was in the of it, the story as she well. was. And in the week preceding really it, clever. she had been sick. She'd been coughing think, a lot yeah. more, Uh-oh. but it still absolutely took me by surprise at the end of that Friday episode when um, I think is it Paul because it's is it the same episode of the same week where he has his fall outside the graffiti wall and he's trying to phone up. Um, oh, Shelley and not really able to sad. get through to her and, and she's gone and this character who had been so important to him in the preceding what month and a half or so maybe she was in it at helping him see the light in his terribly dark situation to have her ripped away from us just as we were getting to know her it was yeah, yeah really shocking moment and, and Peter Ash of course um, knocked it out of the park with his performance of grief upon learning what had happened Shelley was great she did what she could with who she was that's what I like about her mm. you know and if you can't know a Shelley be a Shelley but don't die <laughs> um, Daisy kisses Ryan which time I suppose <gasps> the first time it, well you're the one that wrote this list it was in the Ginnel the very first after the acid attack happened there was all the stuff with her catfishing was it is that the right word catfishing him pretending to be crystal yeah i think so um and she was like oh you know that's uh, not come up uh, again is it that's not much it seems to have been forgotten about a little bit um but there was always the lingering wonder of are they going to get together is she going to fall for him is speaking to him as crystal actually just an outlet for her to show her true feelings towards him whatever we didn't go into that episode um, earlier this year not thinking that this snog was going to happen and it was very kind of shady out in the back of the ginnel. Ryan has his hood up uh, and it certainly lit the touch paper for everything that's gone on between them and, and Daniel for the second half of the year. Um, another bit of a surprise I mean, on the same story, I suppose, was the acid attack. Now, this is where Coronation Street did a really good job of keeping the major twist of it secret because although they weren't shy about advertising the fact that an acid attack story was happening and that Justin would be throwing acid at Daisy, what didn't come out in the press beforehand was who would bear the brunt of that acid in the face. And that was Ryan. It was Ryan. Yeah. We knew about it, didn't we? Because had we been on, I think we'd been on a press day about it. We don't remember. We definitely, we, I, yeah, I, I definitely knew about it from from behind the scenes things anyway, from official behind the scenes sources. Um, so I think, oh gosh, I can't even remember now. But in any case, um, I think the vast majority of viewers going into that wedding episode were expecting, expecting to see yeah. Daisy be covered. In, and just think how different that story would be. This really was. Um, the catalyst for a huge drama for those characters and one one of the biggest storylines for the rest of the year. Nobody saw this coming, um, apart from the fact that maybe Ryan Prescott was there. Was it was Princess Anne came to visit the set earlier this year? Because she's a patron oh. of, the, uh, of the Acid <laughs> yeah, Charity. That's right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and, and I mean, that, that episode itself was spectacular and Ryan being dragged into the shower oh, by Daisy. Abby coming to, really, ra- to rescue them. That was a really really top episode sickening to watch in places and mm. har- yeah harrowing yeah and then you know not harrowing or sickening at all quite fun beck being sabrina that was just a, like a what <laughs> a, moment was, it wasn't quite along the same lines as um someone accidentally getting accident in the what's face what's her name glory's not no what's the kid's name yeah she's um, not really your, either of your of your kid like that was just like that just came from That nowhere. was a low-key story, mega shock. Yeah. And this was a low-key story, <laughs> kind of like, 
Oh, what? okay. All right. So we we got to know Sabrina as Beck, supposedly the girlfriend of uh, Gav, for, what, two, three weeks, maybe? And we had no reason whatsoever to doubt her identity. So when Gav comes out of prison, talking to Max down in the precinct, Beck is leaning over the... Um, the balcony. Uh, the balcony and and he reveals oh that's my sister Sabrina like, it was what? completely a rug pulled from underneath it... us sometimes you can e- almost expect there to be a surprise but yeah. you don't know what the surprise that's is right. like with Stephen's death yeah. and this one for us but... at least it was just came out of nowhere and it was a it was a very convenient and neat one wasn't it because Max was having feelings for Beck yeah. and he was worried because Gav was a good friend of his and he didn't want to step the you know hurt his feelings or break them up but the fact that she turned up to be a sister was just great I'm still waiting for the actual real Beck to turn up me too because we I remember like when Gav was phoning Beck in prison and it was it, it felt like he was of stalking it, it did it's like is, is Beck actually not interested whatsoever and Gav is harassing her and it turns out that Beck wasn't interested but she didn't even bother to show her face so <laughs> but then but Gav's barely shown his face this year either has he so bring maybe that's Gav. a story bring for 2024. Gav. Uh, finally, finally, final category there. is that's champion. Yeah, that's champion. The best storyline. Story yeah. And we've had some great storylines this year, and we've decided to nominate these five. First of all, the Amy and Aaron rape storyline, Stephen's reign of terror, Paul's MND diagnosis, the acid attack and its aftermath, and the Rovers is closed. So many years on Coronation Street, there is like one overall story. And you think, well, that is the A story of whatever year. I'm pretty sure like, this is how they would plan that. Like the, like the the Yasmin story was clearly the A story of, what was it, 2020. Then you had this, the Seb attack story being the big one there. This year, I wouldn't say there has been a definite A story, but the probably in terms of importance, the Stephen story, the Paul one and the acid attack have been fairly equal in terms of how much screen time they've got and how much talk they've had. I d- we don't carry statistics or follow, you know, make statistics for this. I would love, I don't know who would have the time for this. I'm sure to, there are some people together. out there. Oh, well, whoever's got time needs the inclination and I don't think those two overlap. But <laughs> um, to, to work out the on-screen time for each of these stories because it would be really interesting because yeah. they are quite you know Corey is, can is very distinct with its stories there's not very often you're watching and going oh, I don't know it happens but it's not very often that you're thinking oh this could be this story or that story mm. so yeah I'm, I'm I'm willing to go with that <coughs> theory that they're all pretty equal but you know the Adam and um, sorry the Amy and Aaron story I think was super important like I said, quite shocking with some of the the opinions that people, and I'm not surprised that a lot of them were women because I'm afraid that women can be as misogynistic as men, if not worse at times. So I wasn't surprised, but it really did feel like it lifted a stone and and underneath were just very uncomfortable, scary, creepy crawlies that ran everywhere. You know mm. what I'm saying? It just felt like it uncovered some very unsavoury opinions. That was another one that we did a press Zoom for, didn't we? Yeah. We were in Manchester we were. Um, when we went along to that and James Craven came on and, on the Zoom and, and spoke about how it was going to be. Um, and and Wavani was not able to make it because she was delayed in her filming. But we got a, a picture of Coronation Street wanting to do this right and then the scene where the rape happens was very well done. Um, you know, Amy getting drunk, 
the, the kind of the very blurred lines about does she know what's going on? Does Aaron know what's going on? And at the end of the episode, when like her pants get flung onto the floor, and it was just very very icky in the way that they wanted it to be. Um, and I, I thought that that was a very effective story. The Stephen one was just a lot of fun. <laughs> Lovely murderous fun, wasn't it? With all the various dispatching of his uh, of his enemies. The the drug stuff, Stephen overdosing with LSD, um, trying to bump off Elaine, her not realising what an ass that Stephen was. Jenny, get Jenny's involvement. Tim and Peter trying to tra- track him down. Lots to love there. Paul's MND. I, as I say, the the change in opinion that I've had of the character over the year is just down to Peter Ash's wonderful performance and and that of Dan Brocklebank, Jane Hazelgrove. You've always been a bigger Bernie fan than me, and I've certain and she's certainly gone up in my estimation this year because of of this storyline. I I can't speak more highly about this particular one. And what we both love about it is it's tragic illness storyline which Coronation Street likes to throw out every couple of years but they are putting in the comedy moments. Well it's an uplifting story about a man sort of finding the meaning of life in death isn't it Mm. and I never would have thought that Corrie would have gone there with you know but what a humane and and caring way to treat your viewers too because I think it's really important to show the tragedy and to to show people's experiences on screen, which are sometimes very uncomfortable and, and sad. And that's important. But equally, it's tough on everybody to watch it. So I think that Coronation Street doing it this way, you can't do it every time. It wouldn't be realistic. But to show hope in a hopeless situation is one of the most genuinely uplifting stories I've seen in Corrie. Yeah, and everybody years. loved that bath scene a few weeks ago, didn't oh, they? Oh, it was great. That was so, so good. And that was, that was a, came out of nowhere. We're expecting that to happen. It's not a twist. But um, <laughs> that was a really, really lovely scene. I, I'm loving the humour It's just really beautiful and, and human and real and raw and, um, and fun. And uh, I, I can't praise it enough. I, I genuinely think it might be one of my favourite Corrie stories of all time. What? Which is the weirdest thing to say <laughs> about a, a, a story. With, the type of story that you hate. Yeah, I hate medical storylines so much, I can't tell you. And I don't, I never really rate, you know, Paul could have been run over by a bus and I wouldn't have minded, but I he now... He wasn't only run over by an underworld van earlier <laughs> this year, wasn't he? I now, how it all started. I know, but I now care so deeply about him and what a great... I can't praise it more. Yeah. I mean, I'm not telling you what to vote for because there are so many great storylines here. I don't know what I'm voting for. No, here. I don't for most of these categories. You know, I love, I love Stephen. <laughs> the, the Asset Attack storyline has been huge this year and we were kind of toying with, do we also include the stalking in that as well? It's really difficult because Daisy and... Daniel and Ryan have really not had a break this year, have they? I suppose Ryan came into it more once the wedding or the the acid attack happened. But I think the stalking story was fantastic, but I didn't want to include that as part of the acid attacks. It's not really the same thing, although it's a really difficult one. But I wanted to say, well, if it starts at the acid attack, what has happened since then, which has been the bigger chunk of the year compared to the stalking storyline. And I just had to go with that. So that's the the secret affairs, the uh, Ryan's rehabilitation, Daisy catfishing him. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, The skin grafts. 
Daniel finding out about it just recently. Yeah. Um, All great, great soapy stuff. Very soapy, very soapy. It's had its ups and downs, but it's definitely been on a high recently. Uh, And then finally, the Rovers being closed. Iconic. Massive. Yeah, Yeah. the biggest uh, location on Coronation Street. The most... Is it? Is it the most... Is the... I'm trying to think of the word. It is Corrie's most iconic location. It's the, it's the what? It's the most unchanged location. Mm. Um, I mean, it has. We've talked about. We've got a video on YouTube. We have the changing sets of Rovers about Return. What the changes have been, but more so than the corner shop or any of the the houses in Corrie, it's been a fairly stable presence in Coronation Street. And to, to close the Rovers down and kick Jenny Connor out, I and- can't. Believe and it. bring back Henry Newton. And bring back Henry Newton. In the bargain as really well. Great. That's all part of this storyline. That is definitely yeah. included. Loads of people enjoyed the episode where old, um, what's his face, the old old geezer comes and does a bit That's of a sing right. song. Old Henry, um, old Newton, Ridley, man, whatever. No, no, no. Who's, yeah, who's, 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 what are you talking about? Who's that bloke, Mr. Know. Young? The one Do you remember died? that? Yeah. I don't know, do I? Um, that, that was a popular episode. Um Seeing Jenny and the others kind of kicked out of their, their home, yeah. their security blanket. Old Lender with a little knapsack on a, on a stick, it might as well have been. Yeah, yeah, and, and now the, the story is going on with who's, how are who's we going to reopen it? Who's going to take it over next? And it feels like it's not going to be long till we find that one out. But um, there that, you go. That is it. That that's is all our, the categories. That's our nominees. Go that's and vote why if you haven't done so already. Them. Please do vote with your heart. And I think some of these are going to be really difficult. Um, write in, let us know what you thought, what you think, what you're doing. Yeah, you can write in and tell us who you voted for. Why not? You're not going to influence us the same as we're not going to influence you. Well, maybe we have. And if you are a Corrie star, please do promote us. We we really do appreciate you um, sharing our links and stuff because you get, get a lot of coverage and you might get some votes. You might win. You might do. You, if you your fan win. bases see it, they might be... Um, exactly. Yeah. You want this award, you've got to work for on. it, baby. <laughs> yeah, thank you to those <laughs> who have done it already. Thank right. you so much. Um, that's it. Um, we have got podcast to publish. We're having steak for dinner tonight. Lovely, lovely. Christmas time is here. Um, we are still planning to do um, another bonus episode this week, or it might be a YouTube exclusive, possibly, but it depends on what we have fun. time It'll for it. It will be fun. It will be festive. It's You'll a festive, enjoy it. funny, silly idea that we've got that we sometimes yeah. come out with uh, this time of year. But of course, we will definitely be back at the weekend to uh, to say what we got the pre-Christmas week on the cobbles. Looking at the schedule, I don't think that you're going to see much disruption from us in no, regards to No, I don't think so either. Because we've got... Um, Friday will be fine. That's the 22nd. I can't see why we wouldn't release an episode during that week. We, we won't do a bonus podcast midway through... We won't do one for Christmas The Christmas week. week. But we do usually try to get the... Um, awards podcast out before the end of the year don't we when's the when's new year first of, the, the first the first of january <laughs> you asked me a question I what day of the week is it monday, it's the monday. It's we, monday. we might be able to get that out before well listen before the new year, but we'll have to see how things go the, it's very handy that christmas day is on a monday this year it means that there's no real disruption so you can enjoy it um and our episodes more regularly than they have been this week because of michael's illness unless i get yeah. sick <laughs> well yeah maybe um, and then of course we've got the new year and we've got all our predictions for 2024 to come oh, and yes, we've got the, the, uh, the Bobbins Awards as well which is sure to be fun remember when you write your predictions in not to cheat by looking at what's going to happen it's no. no fun for anybody exactly and it just ruins it first so, right 
Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you for voting if you voted already. If you haven't, get and do it now. And we will see you next time for more Coronation Street Conversation Street podcasting larks. Ta-ra. Bye-bye. The music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Thank you.